am super, super excited to be here with y'all. Uh, first and foremost, I do want to say, Pastor and Caleb and I are super honored and grateful that we get to be here every Wednesday with you guys, loving on you, connecting with you, hanging with you, and just supporting and encouraging you in any way that we can. So I want to say on behalf of Pastor Caleb and I, thank you for allowing us to be your pastors. Thank you for allowing us to be in your lives and doing life with you as much as little as you want us to. All right, so like Pastor Caleb said, I'm closing the Stranger Things series out. And we talked about how God is strange, but not weird. He a little strange. Um, his way of doing things is very different. And Kayla, when she preached, uh, she talked about the thorts. How many of y'all thought that word was weird? Thort, what? Well, there's different thoughts in our lives that can keep us from being where God has called us to be. So tonight I want to talk to you about another way God is different or strange than what is considered normal. How many of you can say, okay, I like to do things on my own. Like you would say, I'm Mr. or Miss, like I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D, I messed up. ENT, do you know what I mean? Like, like you got your own bed. You got your own shoes. Some of you don't got your own car, so I can't say that. But some of you, you got your own car. Okay, so I've been, there's been times in my life where I've been like, I've gotten a little extra with my independence. And that was in the beginning of when Pastor Caleb and I started dating. You know, we went on dates and, you know, a bunch of stuff. So this particular one, we went to a restaurant. We was eating, you know, getting to know each other, asking those questions like, oh, my God, what's your favorite color? Yeah. Things like that. We got to know each other. And then towards the end when the check came, Pastor Caleb paid for my food. Yeah, that's what any normal person would say. But Pastor Liz is not normal. So I was like, uh... I got my own job, I got my own money, I can pay for myself. I don't need you to pay for my food. And, you know, he was looking at me kind of crazy because he was like, oh, I'm just trying to be nice, I'm being a gentleman, buying you food, all that stuff. And that was done and over with. We left the restaurant, you know, we're walking to the car, and I'm walking towards the passenger side, and I see Pastor Caleb, like, following me. And I'm like, okay, in my head, I'm like, what is he doing? Is he trying to kill me something? Like I was defense mode, ready to like throw some hands in case anything happened. And then I see him like go to pull the door open for me. <laughs> and I, I was like, whoa. And I was, I literally was like, yo, I started looking at my hands and my arms. And I'm like, they're not broke. Like I can open my own door. What was he? Did he think I was incapable of opening my own door? I was real offended. And I was so offended because in my mind, I thought if I allowed Pastor Caleb to do those gestures where, by paying for my meal or opening my door, I would, I, I would then, that meant that I would have to then give him something in return. Or I would have to owe him later on. And that wasn't it. Pastor Caleb didn't want anything for me. It's not to say that what those things that he was trying to do for me were wrong. They're not wrong. But because of the unhealthy relationships that I've been in in the past, 
where they have maybe had wrong intentions, I put those on Pastor Caleb. So the quicker I got over that and I realized that wasn't Pastor Caleb. Pastor Caleb didn't want anything from me in return. He wasn't keeping a scorecard. He wasn't saying, okay, I pay for this date, this date, this date. Now it's your turn. You pay for three more dates. No, a healthy relationship is all about give and take. When each individual realizes that, then together as they come, give and take is natural. You then won't have to think, oh, they're trying to, they want something in return. Or they're going to make me have to pay them back later on. No, healthy relationships are all about give and take. And that's what God wants for us, to have those healthy relationships in our lives. This is why he gives us a helper called Holy Spirit. Who is Holy Spirit, Pastor Liz? I know, I'm about to tell y'all. It, the best way is it's the third part of the Trinity. So God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now the best visually that I can think of to explain this to you that helped me is this. They're about to put it on the screen. So right here, you see, what's that? Okay. What's the middle one? Okay. What's this one? Okay. What do they all have in common? All water, yes, but they're each shown differently, but it's still water. No matter what it looks like, it's still water. Same with the Trinity, God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's all one. But I'm going to talk to you about Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is a person. It's not an it or a thing. Like I said earlier, Holy Spirit is not weird. Holy Spirit doesn't make you come outside of your character. He doesn't make you do things that are not you. He doesn't, he also is not distracting. So he'll never have someone else do something that's distracting someone else from trying to experience Jesus. Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He will never barge in. We give him the authority to come in. In verse John 14, 15 through 16, it says, If you love me, you will do what I say. Then I will ask my father and he will give you another helper. He will be with you forever. So basically what that verse is saying is if you love me, so if you saying yes to Jesus, you've accepted him in your heart and you're ready to do this Jesus thing, you will do what he says, do what his word says, obey those, that, and then Jesus will ask the Father to give you another helper and he will be with you forever. And for me, I'm visual, this may not be a a picture visual, but what I have on this slide right here, where it says, God the Father, so God is our Father, and he gave us his son, Jesus, our Savior, to send Holy Spirit to be our helper. Now, if you don't get anything else from that, from this message, remember that. If you take notes, write it down. It's important. That could be your next tattoo. You're welcome. Okay, so I'm going to say this again because it's so good, y'all. Is God is our Father, Jesus. Oh, wait, sorry. Let me start over. God, our Father, gave us his son Jesus, our Savior, to send Holy Spirit to be our helper. That is what Holy Spirit is, our helper. Now, what does Holy Spirit do? The most simplest way I can put this in basic form is he helps us live the free life in Jesus. Who's heard that before? Yeah, all my free life people. You're welcome. There's a point to that. 
So there's three ways that I know Holy Spirit helps us in life. Number one, he comes, Holy Spirit comes to help guide us. In John 14, verse 26, it says, But the helper, Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Basically reiterating what I had already said, the helper is Holy Spirit, whom God the Father sends. Holy Spirit is there to teach us the things and bring remembrance. So in those times of hurt, in those times of pain, when we're in our rooms by ourselves at night and we feel sad, we feel confused, we feel depressed, lonely, whatever that may look like, this is saying Holy Spirit is there with you to remember, to encourage you and to remind you what the word says. Remind you that you are worthy. Remind you that he says you are loved. Remind you that he says you are royalty. That you are his special possession. And that he will never leave you in those times. Holy Spirit is there through every decision and life choices you make. And when you transition into middle school and high school and some in college, sometimes those transitions can be scary and fearful. So Holy Spirit is there in our fears as well. He's there to give us discernment through decisions. Y'all, Holy Spirit tells us when to speak up and zip it up. There are times where we need to shut it. And instead we still talk, but we don't listen to Holy Spirit. But Holy Spirit even tells us when we got to apologize too. I don't like that one. That's not my favorite. I'm not good at that. But we're not going to talk about that. So example, have you ever thought of someone like a, it could be a random person that you haven't talked to in a long time, or it can be someone close to you, a friend, a family member, and you, they popped up in your head and you decided, oh, let me reach out to them, you know, I'm thinking of them, whatever that may look like, whether it's a text, phone call, reaching out through social media, and you text them, you're like, you know, hey, just thinking of you, praying about you, or praying for you, whatever you say, um, and they text you back saying, oh my gosh, I needed to hear that. You know, I've been having a rough day or a rough week. Thank you so much. That's happened to me several times where I'll just think of somebody. I'm like, let me just text and make sure they're okay. And sometimes there are people where they'll text me back just saying thank you. They don't even tell me that that's something that they needed. But later on, I find out that, that they're going through something. And that helped them. That's Holy Spirit leading me in encouraging someone else. There was a time, a story that I can remember where Holy Spirit was leading me in my decisions. And it was a time where Pastor Caleb and I, we were talking about getting another dog. We already have one dog, Cardi B. She's a boxer. Don't judge her name. But so we were looking. Pastor Caleb wanted to get a bull mastiff. That's a big, humongous dog. I don't know if you know, but it's a big dog. But it's a super chill dog. Like, it just loves to hang out with you and sleep. So it would have been it would have been great. But so he's over here, he's doing all the research, he's looking it up, like the different breeds, where he where we can get one, how much it's gonna cost. He even found a guy in New York with wherever we could buy this this dog, and he was like, Oh, we just need a deposit, he'll even fly the dog. So he brings all this, he presents this all to me. And you know, Pastor Kev, he got a whole lot of energy, so he's excited. He brings all the energy he has here. He does that with me too. And sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm gonna need you to take it down just a notch. But he brings it to me, he's like, all right, now that you know all this, what you think? 
Like, where's your head at? Like, what are you thinking right now? And I'm like, mm, you know, I just don't know. Like, I'm not feeling like, like I want to say yes. I can't say yes right now. And then he's like still trying to plead his case. He's like, but this and this and that and blah, 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 all that. And I said, okay, but what if I, what if I get pregnant? And he's like, you're not going to get pregnant. That's, that's not going to happen for like months down the road, like long time. You're not pregnant. It's going to be fine. And, I, and I'm just like, um, I just don't know. Like, do I wonder the one to do the puppy phase with peeing and pooping everywhere, training it? Because I train Cardi, y'all. Um, <laughs> and then she's like, okay, so we good? We going to buy it? And I'm like, no. I, can't, I don't have peace about it. There's no peace that I'm receiving that says, yes, let's get this dog. I'm going to just need some time to think about it. I'm not the type of person that, like, says yes right off the bat. Like, I need time to process and think about my decisions. And so Pascal, you know, he's a little salty, so he needed time to himself. Come to find out, two days later, we found out that I was already two months pregnant. So I had no idea I was pregnant when we had this conversation. And that was something inside of me, Holy Spirit leading me not to say, yes, go get enough. Can you imagine, y'all, me with Malachi as an infant, peeing and pooping everywhere, and a dog peeing and pooping everywhere? No, you not. I can't imagine either, so thank you. That was Holy Spirit leading me in that decision. And that is what God, Holy Spirit, is. what I'm trying to tell you, Holy Spirit, is to us. He wants to guide us in our, all of our relationships and everything that we do. So number two, Holy Spirit comes to empower us. In John 3.30, it says, he must become more important and I must become less important. In order for Holy Spirit to empower, empower us, we must first say no to ourselves. Say no to our wants. Say no to our own desires. No to our own needs. And let me tell y'all, that is a daily decision. Because I'm telling you, every day I do not wake up and want to say, no, I'm just going to say no for Jesus. No, I don't always feel that way, but I have to decide to say no. That is when he can empower us. More, we have to say more of Jesus, less of us. When Holy Spirit comes and does the work, he does the work on the inside of us. He comes to change our nature, the way we speak, the way we think, the way we act, the way we treat ourselves and others. When we don't say no to ourselves and yes to more of Jesus, we leave room and open doors for the enemy to come knock us down. Knock us down with guilt, our bitterness. He loves to shine the light of our insecurities and make us feel like everyone can see all those and they're on platform. Just like Holy Spirit comes to change our nature, the enemy does the same thing, but he comes to destroy everything that Holy Spirit is working in you. So we have to stop trying to do life on our own limited power and weaknesses, but stand on the limitless power and strength of Holy Spirit. Number three, he comes to encourage us. I was looking online, found this story, came across this story. It actually fit very well in my notes, so I'm about to tell y'all. It's a true story, uh, article that talked about the 1992 Summer Olympics in Barcelona, Spain. It was about a British runner named Derek Redman, and he was competing in a 400-meter race. Now, he was in the previous Olympics before this one, but 
10 minutes before he was about to go, he had to withdraw because of an injury with his Achilles tendon. Uh, what, what is an Achilles tendon? There we go, right here. What you need to run. Duh. Okay, <laughs> so that. So he had a forfeit, basically. Now, this is four years later, 1992, where he's pumped, ready, trained. He's healed, obviously, ready to go. His dad is in the stands cheering him, cheering him on. They say, okay, the race starts. Bam, he starts going. Probably faster than that. And it says he's leading the charge. That means to me he's number one. He's in first place. And as soon as he gets 175 meters away from the finish line, his right hamstring pops. And he falls to the ground. Y'all, if I fall to the ground, my right hamstring pops and if I fall to the ground, I'm crying, boo-hoo crying. Like, y'all better call the ambulance because I'm not getting up. And this man was knocked down, obviously, I'm assuming in lots of pain. But he, he, and he, all he sees is the other runners running right past him. They're headed closer to the finish line while he's knocked down. He's seeing his Olympic, Olympic, Olympic dream snatched right underneath him again for the second time. But what does he do? He decides to get back up and he starts hobbling to the finish line. Like I said, if that was me, I ain't getting up. But he starts getting up, hobbling to the finish line. His dad sees this from the stands. His dad gets down from the stands, runs on the field, past the security guard. He must be a track runner, too, because I don't know how that happened. And he gets his son, wraps his son around his waist, arms, and starts helping him, encouraging him to keep going. And he, everyone in the stands starts standing up clapping so he and watches him get past the finish line finish line Derek did not win his Olympic medal like he wanted to but with the help of his father he finished the race and that is a perfect example of how Holy Spirit encourages us he comes alongside us um, in especially in the time of need he's there to cheer us on encourage us to keep going he's never leaving us he's always with us he wants us to accomplish big things he wants us to have it all he holy spirit is not the type of person that's gonna watch you fall and say yeah stay there you good no, he wants, he wants us to be accomplished. He wants us to be successful and do great things. He's with us forever. And like I said before, Holy Spirit is our helper in living the free life in Jesus. Without the helper of Holy Spirit, we're lost, we're weak, and we're discouraged. Holy Spirit is not weird. He is strange, very strange, but he's not weird. He comes to guide us through every life decisions, every relationship. Some of y'all in relationships for way too long. He's been told y'all, been showed y'all all the red flags. He's still there. I know because I was in one for a long time, but it's okay. Holy Spirit comes to empower us when we say no to ourselves and more to him, and we rely more on the power and strength of Holy Spirit. He comes to encourage us, letting us know that we're not alone, to never give up, to not quit, keep going. 
He wants more for us. When we give up, we give up life. And there's so much more that he has to offer for us. So I encourage you, seek Holy Spirit for guidance, empowerment, and encouragement. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Everybody stand to your feet. Everybody stand to your feet. Here's the thing. If we're not careful, we'll think Holy Spirit is like, okay, yeah, that sounds really cool, but that's something that I can get later on. Do you have a best friend that you go to for everything? Do you, do you have that person, like that, that one person? Like, or maybe you have different people for different things. When I need dating advice, I go there. When I need money advice, I go there. When I need somebody to give me money, I go there. We, we all know who to go to for that one, right? When I need different food at lunch because I don't like what they're serving, I go see that person because I know they're going to give me some. You know what I'm talking about? That's what Holy Spirit is for you and for me. He's the all-in-one. Listen here, listen here. He's the all-in-one package. Here's the thing. This verse that Pastor Liz read, John 14, 15 through 16, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you. Uh, I can't stay in English class, but one thing that I know about this is if it says, if you love me, you will follow my commands, then I will do this. Which means this, if I don't do what God says, then I don't get no help. If I do it his way, I get his results. If I do it my way, then I'm screwed with my own results. Which one do you go with? Which one is better? Which one is more consistent? Have you ever failed? Yeah, Holy Spirit hasn't. Have you ever messed up before? You ever messed up before? Yeah, Holy Spirit hasn't. Have you ever said the wrong thing before to somebody? Me too. But Holy Spirit hasn't. He says, hey, I, I want to help you not have so many troubles, so many heartbreaks, so many, so many things wrong. I want to help you with that. But I can't do that unless you allow me in. So can we pray together as we all focus in up here? As we all focus in up here, can we pray together, please, that we're going to do things different? If, if we really want this helper, then I got to start doing things Jesus' way, which means that I need to get out of my own head. No matter how smart I think I am, no matter how much I think I know, I don't know it all. But he does. And he says, hey, I'm trying to give you the benefit of this relationship, but you got to allow me. So Jesus, we just say thank you so much. Thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. And thank you for allowing us to buy into this thing of Holy Spirit saying that if we do things your way, then you're going to ask God to send us something that's going to do something that would be bigger and better than what you even did. Because Jesus, you were a man. You were limited to being at certain places, but Holy Spirit has the power to be with everybody all at one time. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for not being weird, but being real. And I pray that you help all of us become more conscious of one, who you are, two, what you can do for us, and three, how we can actually be encouraged, we can be empowered, and we can be guided by you and it not be anything weird or anything that we need to be ashamed of. Just thank you for loving us enough to give us help in life, even when we're too stupid to ask for ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs>